one of the biggest things within security and even just with everyone is trust, right? You need to build trust and you need to be a trust advisor. And so if you're trying to sell a product and you're trying to say, hey, and you realize that this is not the right fit or not the right area, tell them, say, hey, you know, you really need this, but you know, competitor A is a much better fit for you because guess what? If they go with competitor A and they realize that it was a better fit, they're going to trust you. Welcome to Rep Your Brand a podcast for B2B marketers who are looking to build their career through a strong personal brand. Rep Your Brand is hosted by Nick Bennett, one of LinkedIn's top voices on field marketing and personal branding. In each episode, Nick captures stories on how to overcome the challenges marketers face with growing their brand. So if you're a marketer looking to open doors and create opportunities that you never thought were possible, then listen in to get tangible tips and strategies to build your very own personal brand. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Rep Your Brand, a podcast for B2B marketers who are looking to build their careers through a strong personal brand. I'm Nick Bennett. This podcast is brought to you by my friends at Motion. They're a done-for-you podcasting service for scrappy marketing teams and B2B tech. The two of the nicest guys around, the work that they do is truly world-class. You can find them at motionagency.io. And today I'm super excited because our guest today is someone that I've talked to a bit, posts awesome content online. And someone that you should definitely follow. We'll make sure to link everything out for you. And our guest is Pat Wall, who is the head of competitive intelligence at Imperva. Pat, thank you so much for joining me. Thanks. Thanks for having me. I'm pumped to be here. Really excited. Yeah. To yeah. So, you know, I, I want to kick things off because it's funny. You know, you're one of, I think, only two people that I follow that are in the competitive intelligence space. And so I'm curious on your thoughts on how like CI kind of plays into marketing as, as a whole in your point of view, especially in tech. Absolutely. So, I mean, I think CI is seeing kind of a revolution right now. There's so many more CI roles and it's because products are so much harder to differentiate, right? It's so easy to build a product. There's so many more new technologies. And so competitive intelligence is kind of seeing a new boom. And I think within marketing, it's huge, right? I mean, you have to very easily be able to show your differentiation on your website and your materials and your messaging, your webinars, so that people understand why you're different and why it's worth actually investing in your product over, you know, the other 10, 15 products out there. Yep. You know, it's interesting because I've been thinking about this a lot lately and I feel like there is so many, especially in MarTech and sales tech, there's so many products out there and like people aren't going to sift through the hundreds or thousands of pages on like G2 to find the perfect one. They're going to ask their friend, they're going to do demos, they're going to pick up one of those. And I feel like the place that you can capitalize on is being top of mind with the friends. It's like the whole thing around like dark social and word of mouth, things like that. And so I'm curious, like, how can we use competitive intelligence to execute an impactful personal brand for the company? Like, how do you see the two, I guess, intersecting with each other? Right. Well, I think for building a brand competitive intelligence, it's right. It's showing that differentiation. I mean, why is a company going to take the time to have a demo with you or to have conversation with you? Right. You know, there's so many different other areas, things they do. It's, it's getting that mind share. Right. And so it's building that brand and having a competitive brand making it so that they understand why you are the best or why you have a certain area or why within this niche you are the best to go with. And so it's really showing that, hey, we can be competitive and we can show that. And then that disseminates across the entire marketing portfolio. I agree with you for sure. And now, do you think it makes sense at Alice where I work? Like we we don't have 
a competitive intelligence person. I'm actually the one that does like the the competitive sessions for like new hires and things like that, which I mean, it's just one of the many things that I do. But like, why do you think it's so important from a content creation standpoint? Like, how do you think that like content creation and empowering your employees to create content can play into that like competitive landscape? Absolutely. So when you're creating content, right, you want to, you, you build content so people read and they understand your product, but guess what? Your competitors are doing the exact same thing, right? Your competitors are building the exact same content. They're having the exact thing. And so when you're building content, when you're making new areas of content, whether it's eBooks or podcasts or any of that nature, you need to kind of infuse it with differentiation. When they're reading your data sheet or looking at the webinar, they understand, okay, this is why I choose you. And this is what happens. And you know, you start to kind of get the wheels turning of, hey, th these are the reasons we differentiate from our competitors. And so sometimes they don't even realize that they're reading the differentiation. And that's really powerful when you go into the sales, or you go into marketing and then they're like, oh, yeah, I was, reading about, I was reading about this product, but it didn't have, you know, the the feature or the capability that we need to actually uh, compete. Yeah, it's definitely true. And I feel like it's something where like, I'm curious on like, you know, the whole employee advocacy thing. And this is something that I've been passionate about lately. How can you empower your employees to create content? And like, you know, I don't talk about Alice and a lot of the content that I create. Mm -hmm. However, I feel like I have so many people that will come to me that are asking, hey, how do you stack up against so-and-so? Or like, what are the differentiators between you and, you know, your other competitors? And it's interesting because like, I don't specifically create content around that. And I, I have the resources to supply them if need be. But I'm also someone that has used, you know, gifting in direct mail platforms for like seven years now. So like, I think it's a little bit easier. And I, I am curious because I, I try to be very respectful. Like, listen, like, you know, no one's going to work at the company that they work for forever. And I think it's important to respect your competitors. I'm friends with people at a lot of our competitors that I talk to on a regular basis of just because they're really great humans. And I'm curious on your thoughts on like, why do you think it's important to respect your competitors while you're doing this whole, you know, personal branding thing or content creation or, or even like just internal marketing? Yeah. I mean, I, I'm a huge proponent of respecting competitors. I know there's a lot of people out there who just want to crush competitors. I think, you know, a rising tide floats all boats. I think you need to respect your competitors because to be honest, if you don't have competitors, you don't really have a market or a product. And I think that's another thing that a lot of people don't realize is that, hey, you need competitors. And so you need to respect your competitors. And you also can learn from your competitors as well. I think, you know, a lot of people are just like, oh, competitor X did this or competitor Y did this. I look at it and I say, okay, well, why did they do that? It might be better, you know, for us to look at that. Maybe do we want to copy it? Do we want to change it? And so I think you, could, you need to respect your competitors. You need to learn from your competitors and learn what they do really well and what they're, where they're falling down and learn from that. Yep. Yeah, no, I'm definitely with you on that. Now it's, you know, it's interesting because I feel like you said people just want to go out and like crush their competitors, but like if there is no competitors, like, do you really have product market fit? Well, is there even a category at that point? People are like, well, I'm creating a category, which is like another whole story. But like, if you were, you know, let's just take Imperva, for example, like, you know, if employees are creating content and I mean, you create content, like, what do you focus on? in your content, like to differentiate you? And do you use that, I guess, as a way to drive pipeline and, re and revenue for the company? Or do you just focus on like telling like lessons and stories and things like that? So for, for my personal brand, I look at it as a, I, I just want to make, I want to give back to the community, right? I, you know, yeah. I didn't know about Bev Intelligence years ago. 
I found it. Everyone I feel falls into competitive intelligence. So I want to get back to me. I want to, I want to build the next, you know, leaders of competitive intelligence the next 10 years. And that's why I get back. But of course that go, that trickles down effect where people realize, Hey, you know, you're building content. I, what, what is he building content for? And that pulls into your company as well. And I think when anyone builds content, they have to think about like, Hey, I'm, I'm work for a company. So I need to make sure that my content is, you know, just for my company, but also just for themselves as well. Yeah, I agree with you for sure. And I think that it's, it's something where, again, like I said, you know, you're not going to stay at these companies forever. So it's like, you know, you're setting yourself up for the like long-term success. And I feel like it's so interesting because like, when I think of competitive intelligence, I think of you and Andy Bicknell. And so like, I feel like the two of you are like what I was trying to do when I talked about field marketing like two and a half years ago. And I was like the only one, like you, at least in my feed, you are the only two that talk about it on like a regular basis and like give a lot of great feedback and advice and lessons away for free. And I'm curious on like, do you see that being like the long term for you? Like, do you want to focus on that? Do you want to branch out and talk about other things? Like, I'm so curious. Yeah. So Andy's great. He's awesome. There's there's a, there's a ton of other great influencers in competitive intelligence, and I think I think it's growing even more every day. You're seeing more and more uh, great people. For me, I love competitive intelligence. That's where I want to stay. I want to grow, but I want to actually absolutely help people out in product marketing. I think competitive intelligence is gonna expand even further into sales and into product management. And so I think that's where I kind of want to go is see how competitive intelligence expands and how we can actually help other parts of the organization um, and other that's parts cool. of the brands. You know, I think, I think growing brands, I think we need to grow the competitive intelligence market and the brand. And so like, you know, Andy's a great person. And so when we talk about competing in brand, I hope Andy pushes more content. I hope there's 10 times more uh, me and Andy's in a year. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I mean, it's such like a great spot too, because like, I mean, I feel like that was part of the thing that helped me grow was like, again, no one was talking about field marketing in like, you know, 800 plus million LinkedIn users. And so it's when you're talking about something like differentiated from like the typical, like everything else that's out there, and it's not fluffy, which is another whole story, like people seem to like, join in on that and like capture it. And, and like, if it's something where like they can benefit from it, I feel like it adds a lot of value to people's feeds, at least in my mind. Yeah, absolutely. I think it absolutely values. I think the other great thing is like, you know, when you're doing this and you're pushing your brand out, it, you get to meet so many new people. And that's really been the benefit for me is like, I get to meet new people. I'm talking to organizations I never talked to before. I have people reach out to me. Hey, Pat, I just came into competitive intelligence. Do you mind taking a couple minutes to have a conversation with me? So it's really great to actually just build that brand and actually help others out. That's what I'm really big about is helping those out and, you know, building that brand. It's so important because I feel like a lot of people talk about like giving back and like, you know, but then at the end of the day, they're still like about themselves. But I feel like you actually do care about that. And I feel like that's how you actually make a community. And like, it's so interesting to see like the people that are focused on solely giving back because I mean, I'm a big believer of karma personally. And like, that was always like my whole thing. Like I, I do these calls People want to pick my brain. I join, I do these events, I do these podcasts, all these things. And hopefully like if I was to get laid off today, which hopefully doesn't happen, I'll let you know. But like I could post something on LinkedIn and be like, hey, I unfortunately lost my job. I'm looking for that next opportunity. And hopefully, unless I did something completely wrong, like my inbox would be flooded with DMs be like, hey, like we have this opening or hey, how can I help you? Like, 
And I think that's the power of like giving first. Yep. What do you think? Absolutely. I think it's totally your value, you know, giving first, right? Because you never know who you're going to meet and how you're going to meet. And, you know, someone you're helping out now could be the next, you know, CMO of a massive company. And I think also one of the other things is like, as a competitive guy, it makes you more competitive in the market too, right? I mean, when you build that brand, when you build, when you help people out, when you build that, it's giving you a differentiation. So then people are saying, why am I talking to Nick? Why am I talking to Pat? Why am I spending, you know, 30 minutes on rep, rep your brand? You know, it gives you differentiation so that, because, you know, time is the biggest competitor for us, right? Do I have the time to do that? A hundred percent with you there. All right. Let's talk about how can a company capture the market's attention through personal branding based on competitive intelligence? Like it's something that I've been thinking about a lot lately, especially in crowded, you know, crowded markets. Like how can that company capture the market's attention, like through the employees that are already there? Yeah, I think, well, I think, you know, all companies have really smart individuals, right? Really smart people who are brilliant on, you know, whether it's cybersecurity or marketing or, you know, anything of that nature. And I think one of the things is grabbing that brilliance and, you know, putting that into the world. I think a lot of times companies, they want to, they want to that. I think when you let that out and people see it and people have that, and then they're developing their personal brand, it gives that, it, it then comes back to the company tenfold, right? When you build a personal brand, and you're an expert in cybersecurity or competitive intelligence or product marketing or sales, people are going to start understanding you and learning about you. And then guess what? That comes by the company because, hey, Pat, you know, I, I saw you post this thing about, you know, cybersecurity competitive. I'm in the market for a new competitive tool. Let's talk. And I think that's a really great way of showing that, hey, when you build your employees' personal brands, it comes back tenfold. Yeah. Couldn't agree more with you there. All right. So, in my mind, like when I think of like personal branding and like building an audience for yourself, a big piece of that is storytelling, whether it's like personal lessons, like anecdotes, things you're passionate about. It's, it all comes back to storytelling. And so I feel like, you know, what's competitive intelligence? Like if personal branding is storytelling, what do you feel like competitive intelligence is and how can we use CI to create our own unique story? Yeah, absolutely. So I think, you know, I think competitive intelligence is really, if you look at personal branding and storytelling, I think competitive intelligence is really kind of the, the pictures within the storybook, right? Why you can read all these great storybooks, but like what makes it really great is the graphics and the images, right? And it's really showing that differentiation. It's making people understand that, hey, like there's a reason why you want to do this and why do you actually want to look into this and what's your return on investment and value? And so, you know, it looks at like, hey, anyone can put a piece of words on a paper, but when you're looking at a story, you want to actually look at the images, the understanding and that makes it really better and brings it up back up out funny thing is you talk you're talking about this actually the other day i was reading to my three-year-old and he's looking at this book and we're reading it and he's like i don't like these pictures but he liked the story and so it was kind of showing that hey you need to actually have the pictures and the story together yeah see that that's a linkedin post right there yeah. it's such such a good point so this is something also that i've been thinking about and i feel like having empathy is one of the best traits for someone that is like creating a personal brand for themselves, even like, I think it goes beyond that. Like, I think, you know, salespeople having empathy, marketers having empathy, like it all is one of the best traits that you can have. And I'm curious, like, do you feel like competitive intelligence plays into to empathy of like, ha like having that be one of the best traits for someone in CI? Absolutely. You absolutely need empathy because one of the things, my favorite thing about CI is that everyone loves CI. And, every, and that's one of the worst things because everyone loves CI. Everyone needs CI, right? You want, you all, every sales rep wants the best, you know, silver bullets and every product manager wants CI to build the next product. And so it's a really demanding role. And I think with 
you need empathy within CI because you're going to be asked a lot of different areas and you need to kind of take a step back and understand, well, why are they asking me this? What's the problem, right? You know, why are they asking me for this, you know, matrix of features or, you know, why are they asking me for this area? And take a step back and kind of put yourself in their role and say, okay, how can I help them out? How can I be there? And if I was in that role, what would I want from an individual? Yeah, I definitely agree. And like, it's something where I feel like it's becoming even more so. And like, what would you give advice wise to someone that wants to start creating content in, I'd say like a very niche, like, you know, competitive intelligence, field marketing, whatever, like, like, how would you tell them to get started? Because so many people want to go broad before they go down. It's funny because people on LinkedIn, a lot of people will say go broad before you like niche down. And I'm just like, I personally think it's the opposite, but again, everyone's entitled to their own opinion. So I'm curious, like, what would you say? And then what advice would you give to someone, especially like a, a junior marketer that's looking to get started? Yeah, absolutely. The first thing I would say is very similar is I really don't boil the ocean, right? I think with CI, there's so many different pieces. How do you have so many different competitors? How do you understand content, right? And it's really just don't boil the ocean. Understand like your competitors, understand what you want to do. And then also understand how you're going to differentiate yourself, uh, both within your company and your brand. And, you know, make it so that, you know, when, if you do want to, build content on LinkedIn or Twitter or webinars, figure out what your niche is going to be. Understand like, hey, this is where I'm going to be and get understanding of that niche and then grow from there. Yep. Yeah, no, that's really great advice. And it's funny because like, so I've had, you know, I joined a lot of prospect calls and there's some some prospect calls that I've joined where, you know, I've said, hey, like we, we aren't a great fit for what you're looking to do. Like I'm not going to get someone to buy software that will churn after a year and then everyone getting angry. Like, why did they churn? Like if someone's not a good fit for your product, like, and I recommend going with a competitor, like, like some people, like, what does that say about your personal brand? Like you're pushing people to a competitor, but I feel like it goes back to just like being authentic. I'm curious on your thoughts on like, you know, one, have you ever told a prospect to like, look at a competitor because you weren't the right solution or whatever. And like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Let, let's talk about that a little bit. All the time. I mean, so you, one of the biggest things within security and even just with everyone is trust, right? You need to build trust and you need to be a trusted advisor. And so if you're trying to sell a product and you're trying to say, Hey, and you realize that this is not the right fit or not the right area, tell them, say, Hey, you know, you really need this, but you know, competitor A is a much better fit for you because guess what? They're going to, if they go with competitor A and they realize that it was a better fit, they're going to trust you. So when they do have a bigger problem, when they do need to go up to the next level, when they do have another issue, who are they going to turn to? They're going to turn to you because you, you're a trusted advisor. And building trust um, across that is a huge area, I think, in competitive intelligence. Yeah, I agree with you for sure. And we don't like, some a question that I get a lot is like, hey, like, how do I do so-and-so a marketing or how do I get into this like function? I don't even know the path of getting into competitive intelligence or what that looks like, especially as like marketers that are like trying to figure out paths in life. Like one, like how did you get into competitive intelligence? And like two, what would you give for advice to others that want to maybe follow a similar path as yourself? Yeah, absolutely. So Myself, like almost everyone else, we kind of fall into competitive intelligence, right? It's I was doing product marketing, competitive intelligence was part of my job. I realized I was good at it and I liked it. So then I made that my full-time job. And that's basically how I fell into competitive intelligence. But what I would say if someone wants to get competitive intelligence is, you know, jump in, get started. And, you know, try to just build a few battle cards, understand your competitors, do your research, like 
start pick a competitor and start to research them. Go to the website, webinars, ebooks, read everything you can about this competitor, understand them, almost become that competitor, and then start to, you know, build materials. And one of the things you'll see is that you'll be amazed at what you can build. And the other thing is don't give up, keep going, right? I think I think a lot of times we build something and you know, we maybe not get the best feedback on this competitor or sales rep says this is useless. And then we get frustrated and we, we move on to something else. I, I always say, hey, you know, take that feedback. Feedback is the best thing in your intelligence, right? If it doesn't work, okay, let's figure out why it doesn't work and fix it. So I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say don't, don't get frustrated, don't give up. Yeah, that, that's really great advice. All right, I want to talk about like adding value because we talked about it a little bit, but like so many people say add value, add value. Like what does, like, just saying add value, I feel like doesn't actually add value. Right. Like in your mind, like what does adding value, whether it's through like the rest of your, like with your marketing team, whether it's like content creation, like let's take LinkedIn even for an example. Like when when you try to add value, whether through it's your your own content or commenting on other people's stuff, what do you try to focus on? So I try to focus on things that, you know, I wish I knew that I didn't know before, right? And so like, you know, one of the things like we all, we all have experiences, right? And we all can learn from everyone else's experience. And so a lot of times when I post on LinkedIn or I do, or do a webinar, I'm thinking, hey, if Pat was, you know, 10 years ago, right? What would he wish he learned knew about competitive intelligence? Or if I'm commenting on something, I'm thinking, wow, that's a really great insight that I didn't realize, right? And I'm hoping that gets shared out to other individuals cross area because I think like we all learn from each other. I think that's one thing, you know, we, we need to do more and more is just learn from each other because we're all in the same place. We're all having that, those same issues. And, you know, when I talk to other competitive intelligence people, I'm like, yeah, I have that exact same issue. You have that exact same issue and we bond over it. And so I think it's just, when I say add value, I mean, really giving back to the community and making people that can understand it and learn from yeah. it. Yeah, definitely agree with you there. Amazing. All right. So I know we're coming up on time. I just have like a couple final questions for you. So like, Yo, as, as a marketer yourself, where do you go to learn? Like for me, like I'm not someone that enjoys reading books. However, I turn to LinkedIn for the majority of my content and like other different website pieces, but I'm much more of like an online and visual type of person. Like where do you go to learn to kind of keep your, your mind sharp? Absolutely. So I, I go to a different places. LinkedIn is huge. Um, you know, I go to the PMA a lot for the, uh, for, um, product marketing. Also, I just, I talk to other individuals. I have conversations and I reach out. And I'm like, hey, you know, I saw you on LinkedIn. Do you have 10 minutes? Do you have 15 minutes to talk? Because I'm the individual who loves to just have a conversation with people and learn and absorb information that way. And so that's what I love to do is, like, you know, hey, if you, can I have 15 minutes of your time to talk about, you know, X, Y, Z? Or, you know, I really love your podcast. Can we chat a little bit more about that? That's how I learn. I love, I learn by interacting with other people. Yep. Yeah, no. So it's the same with same with me. And it's like the one thing that I have noticed is it's hard to to scale when like it becomes a like bandwidth perspective. And like I used to always just like anyone that reached out, I was like, yeah, absolutely. Like let's let's you know get some time. And then I was also reaching out to people. And then you know one to two calls a week turns into like seven to ten calls a yeah. week. And then you're like, oh crap! Like I still have a regular job that I'm supposed to do. Like we like at, at I guess what line do you draw where it becomes too much for someone? Yeah, I think, I mean, absolutely. Just like you said, right? Like you need to do your day job. You need to do that. And so I think, I think it's understanding that, Hey, people have lives outside of work. They have, they have work. And so it's getting that point where, you know, if you can't reach out to everyone, then hopefully your content can help them too. And you can, or you can refer them to someone else and say, Hey, you know, I'm pretty busy right now, but I think you really should talk, you know, Andy or Claire or someone else on that nature as well. Great advice right there. 
Amazing. All right, Pat, where can people go to find you? Yo, people are going to probably want to connect with you. We'll make sure to add everything to the show notes, but like anything that you want to plug right here. Yeah, just hit me up on LinkedIn. Pat Adrewal, I'm really excited to be here. Thanks so much. Amazing. All right. Thank you so much, everyone. This was another episode of Rep Your Brand. Can't wait to catch you all next time. Thank you for listening to Rep Your Brand. Make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. And if you learned something new today, it'd be great if you left us a review. We'll catch you next time.